You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. for cities to kick off the 2022 tour. I told our booking agent, I want to go to a city and to a state that takes this pandemic seriously. (laughs) A state where you can't throw a rock without hitting a a doctor or a learned scientist. A state known for their progressive views who understands that it's 2022 and not 1822. (laughs) And a state whose football team has won more than three playoff games in the last 25 years. (laughs) And since 48 other states were booked, we came here! Good old Texas! Florida was also available, but we do have standards here at the Glass Cannon Network. We're not animals. (laughs) We should probably talk about the elephant that isn't in the room right now. You may notice that we're a, uh, a man down tonight. Or, let's be honest, half a man down. We're half a man down tonight. Uh... It's very sad. Uh, We're half a man short because Joe O'Brien, the unluckiest man (laughs) on the face of the entire world, uh, he got the COVID. Yep. Got a bad case of the O'Brien flu. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew, he he died. Didn't he die? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to bring down the show or anything. but There's really no easy way to break that. Yeah, he's he's dead. He's dead. Uh... (laughs) I thought we were going to save that for the uh, VIP party. Yeah, no, I... Everyone deserves to know that he died. You remember when Kevin went to sleep in Home Alone and just said, I wish my family didn't exist? Yeah. I did the same with you. Yeah, well, he's... (laughs) It worked! (laughs) You're equally as powerful as Macaulay Culkin, Grant. One can only dream. (laughs) Hopefully he's looking down on us right now, laughing, having a stout... No, no, he's not dead. He's just... He's just dead to me. Um, <laughs> he is actually fine. Yes, he's fine. He's been symptom-free. Symptom he's fine, free. yeah. He's, he's vaccinated, so he's fine. That's, uh, that's how vaccines work, in case you're wondering. He uh, basically, I politely asked him to drive to Dallas, and we would encase him in a plastic bubble to perform, and he flat-out refused, so... Now you know Joe's dedication to this business selfish. and this brand. He's real selfish. Selfish kid. man. The most selfish man. Boo you... that man. Boo that absent man. <laughs> <laughs> he succumbed to the pandemic and we're booing him. 
Now I know what you're thinking. How are we going to... What are we going to do without this, his black hole of luck and micropenis clogging up the stage? Well, yesterday afternoon, I put a call in to Hollywood. Maybe you've heard of it. And I said, Hollywood, Joe's bride is sick and I need a replacement. And they said, who's Joe? Who is this? How did you get this number? And I said, you quiet down, Hollywood. Try to fast talk me with your showbiz mumbo jumbo. I need a replacement and I need it stat. <laughs> and so they sent us someone. So give it up for the newest member of the Glass Cannon Network. He's more a man than Joe O'Brien is or ever will be. Give it up for Jared Logan, everybody. Healthy Joe, healthy Joe, healthy Joe, healthy Joe, healthy Joe. Thank you. Is that my nickname now, Healthy Joe? You're Healthy Joe. (laughs) Let me tell you what kind of a man Jared Logan is. We were waiting all week to see if Bread Boy would get a negative test. (laughs) And it was just positive after positive. It's the only positive thing he's ever done in his life (laughs) were these tests that he kept taking. And uh, <laughs> never seen him so positive. Uh, but I, I called up Jared yesterday. I said, I know this sounds crazy, but do you want to come out to Dallas and join us? And you were like, I'm in. That's Jared Logan. No. no problem. My, pressure, uh, my pleasure, rather. And uh, I'm pretty nervous because it's big shoes to fill. I know that Joe... Uh, in the group, he's known as the hot one. And <laughs> I, uh, I just hope I can fill that role. Um, all right. But one thing that will help is I do, my dice do roll as badly as Joe O'Brien. Good. So. Oh, that's half the battle. Uh, did you update the drop, Skid? Did you have time to make Jared's going to roll? I did. I oh, did. Okay, I, good. Yeah. That's good. Joe has his own sad drops. Uh, what is your experience with Pathfinder? Um, it's, you know, it's extensive. Uh, uh, it is confined to a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready, man. Yeah. I, I, look, this, come on, this is easy for me. But you, you guys brought me onto the Glass Cannon to be a game master. I never thought I would be in the player role. We called you up. Uh, now you're going to see I'm just a fucking Leroy Jenkins about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get us all killed. <laughs> I think that would make you the greatest hero of the Glass Cannon Network. <laughs> well, if you played one or two times, then you probably have the exact same level of knowledge about the game that we do. So <laughs> We're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, allow me to introduce the, the rest of the crew who... Uh, didn't know until yesterday that COVID is the only way to get a day off from my iron-fisted regime. Folks, he's a new dad, and his infant is already taller than him. <laughs> Give it up for the little guy, Matthew Gavrikala! F- 
fun fact, we went to the pediatrician and the, they, 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 did, they measured the baby and they're like, wow, tall baby. And I turned to Caitlin <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> you just broke, up in, broke out in flop sweat? Yeah. They said that. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a tall mailman says, would you sign for this package, Mr. Capitacast? With your daughter's eyes. Uh, the doctor's like, well, uh, she's in the 80th percentile for height and the 90th for hairiness? <laughs> it turns out this baby is black. Wow. <laughs> It's weird for the... Okay, so, okay, so there's a line. Okay. <laughs> well, doctor, that's a weird thing to bring up at the two-week checkup, but I'm glad I know. <laughs> Did you get some sleep this weekend? I feel so guilty. I had a full night of sleep last night. <laughs> Dude, can I tell you? This is why I started the tour. <laughs> because I get one weekend a month that I can just sleep. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Don't tell my wife. I felt so guilty. I, I, I realized like the day before, I, 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 this is how stupid and sleep deprived I was. I was like, you know, when I'm in Dallas, I think I'll actually get to sleep through the night. And she was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, next up is a man who truly personifies Texas because he's big. He's mostly stupid. <laughs> And he needs his own power grid to shave his massive back and gargantuan genitalia. Give it up for Grant Burger. I love this fucking town, baby. Woo! There's Big D and there's Big D disappointment. <laughs> That's what my dad says. I got to, uh, I've stayed with my dad for the first time in 20 years since my parents got divorced because my mom has COVID. And I visited her like an orangutan in the Dallas Zoo through the glass of her window. <laughs> Touched my hand out. But uh, staying with my dad's been good. I got to recreate a little photo with him. You can see a, a little bit of a... The grim, the grim future of aging is that we all die, and he's almost there. Grant, that peacoat is fantastic. I wish I still had it. Yeah, where'd you get it? I want one. I didn't know that your dad played pro hockey in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh. <laughs> he looks like Brian Trottier. He looks exactly like Brian <laughs> Are you happy to be home otherwise, though? I am thrilled to be home. It's been fun driving around Dallas. I uh, got to run down the Katy Trail and go to American Airlines uh, uh, Arena, and it's just been lovely to be back. It's great to see everyone in this audience right now because all of my friends and family cannot be here, but I have new friends and family right here. Thank you for being here. Big D. Folks, he is the greatest role player in the world. And soon we will have to remind him of that when we, when we visit him at the home. Skidmar, everybody. <laughs> Skid. Skid, you, you used to be the greatest role player in the world. Get out of here, you crazy kids. <laughs> How are you, buddy? We had a fun date last night. We tore it up. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, we hung out with... Uh, we had dinner. We hung out with Del, who was also here. Yeah. Del's here. 
And by the way, uh, Dell, uh, I got a text from my sister saying, and she, I saw, oh, Dell's here too. She's like, oh, she said, say hello to the greatest person who ever lived. So, so, hello from Sing. And lastly, the biggest piece of shit I know. Joining us via satellite. Give it up for Jovid O'Brien Akron. Where is he? Hey, Joe! Oh, Joey O! Joe, can you hear us? Joe! Try, try, can you hear me? Try. Hello, I can hear you. You look good. Have you lost some weight? (laughs) Oh, no cold symptoms, but it killed my appetite, which is great. (laughs) How are you, buddy? We miss you, dude. I miss you guys. I'm listening to this whole open, and I'm like, I want to be on that stage making fun of Grant, too. Uh, yeah, we tried. We tried until the 11th hour to get you out here, but uh, it just, it just, you're sick. You're very sick. I, I am. I'm very sick, and I'm sad that I can't be there. We actually tried in tech rehearsals to make it work for me to do the whole show uh, remote and play the game remote, but it's just not going to work. It's not going to be smooth, so I'm so sorry. But man, oh man, could you not have a better guest replacement than Jared Logan? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. It's so exciting. I, want, I just want to take a second to give you, those of you that may not know him, because he is the understudy. We'll see how a it goes tonight. A little insight <laughs> into, who, into who this man is. I sent him an email today when I found out that he flew into Dallas today to do this, and I said... I just wanted to say a huge thank you for dropping everything to fly to Dallas today. I'm devastated that I can't be there, but I'm happy that the fans are going to see the best glass cannon live yet because you are a player. And it's true. And it's true. And, I, uh, and he responded to me, and I want you to know uh, the, kind of, uh, the kind of person that's joining the network uh, why we, 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 we want to add people like this to the Glass Cannon family. He responded, listen, I'm taking your job. You're out. I'm in. The sooner you come to terms with this, the easier it will be for all of us. Don't make this more awkward than it already is. <laughs> Well, buddy, it won't be the same without you. It'll be much better. But uh... <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. But no, I want you guys to have the greatest time ever. I'm sorry I'm not there. I miss all of you. I love you, Nash. I'll see you again. I'll be back. Love I'll you, Joe. Back. Bye, Joe. Sometimes when we touch. Oh, finally he's gone. <laughs> 
Now we can relax. Sometimes when we touch. <laughs> oh, man. I said right before we went on stage when I was dry heaving into a speaker. Um, True story. That uh, it feels like it's been a year since we did the Philly show, and it's only been a month. But there's, it, this has got that new, new year of the tour energy tonight. And I couldn't be more happy that we're here in Dallas for a sold-out crowd. <laughs> so I hope you brought your A-game because we brought ours. Grant, let's take it to the recap. That's the first animal we've involved in the recap, the bird. We need more animals in the recap. (laughs) This will be good, Jared, because you have no idea what's going on. So just... uh... What's this about? (laughs) Why is there a hedgehog on the poster? (laughs) That's a long story that I don't even know the answer to. Uh, If you've never been to one of these shows or you listen to all of them, here's the nuts and bolts of what's going on. Thank God. I promise this will take under 45 minutes. Our adventure began years ago in L.A., 2018. It began in a shared nightmare with four people being pursued and murdered on the streets of an alien city by an interdimensional serial killer named the Tatterman. They awoke from this nightmare to find themselves in the dungeon of an insane asylum with no memory of their former lives. The asylum was taken over by the inmates who were under the influence of a patient named Ulver Zandalus, who himself had become a conduit for the Tatterman. Are you with me so far? Significant others of the fans who bought tickets? (laughs) (laughs) That's book one. In their attempt to free the asylum from the Tatterman's dreamland influence, they defeat him, and in so doing, uncover these documents revealing that they used to be hired thugs for a man named Count Hazerton Lowell's IV. And he wiped their memories somehow before having them committed in the asylum. So after they clear out the asylum, they head to the mainland in search of this Count, who is the leader of the nearby county. The problem is... Count left town. Abandoned his post in the city of Thrushmore that he left behind is a mess. People are being kidnapped by cultists of Hastur. You know Hastur, big Cthulhu guy. They're being kidnapped by these cultists and then murdered so that their blood may power gateways to another dimension where Hastur, the king in yellow, resides. All, sound, all signs point to the Count's assistant, a woman named Melly Sen, uh, that she's behind all of this shit. She's the driving force around these cult activities in the Count's absence. So our heroes finally head to the Count's home at Iris Hill to confront this Melly Sen and find out everything they can as to the Count's whereabouts. They cleared all the outbuildings, which contained various enemies from perverted Haster cultists to tribal cannibal warriors. But two sessions ago, their rat folk wizard, poorly played (laughs) by Joe O'Brien, 
opened up a trapped ledger, setting off this black, oh, excuse me, sepia snake sigil trap that froze Atticus and Amber. The rest of the party, Aldo, Halster, and Sir Julie, realized he would be trapped in Amber for at least a week. But since they've already infiltrated Iris Hill, they just threw a blanket over him and pressed on. <laughs> Could have been a lot worse, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Can't deal with this right now. So as they got outside at the beginning of last session, they ran into two halflings climbing over the hedge wall who at first claimed to be relations of the Count here in in service to Lady Marmalade from Buttonwood Estates. Bumblebee Luna and a mute named Little Pea. They joined the party to explore, but when a fight broke out, Little P ran off, screaming into the hedge. He was no mute, and his name was not Little P at all. It was Big P. (laughs) And the truth is, the halflings are thieves here to rob Iris Hill in the Count's absence. Spoilers. Naturally the party accepted them with open arms because they know that strength in numbers is going to help them in the battles that may come and at the end of last session our five heroes finally entered the main house where they were immediately attacked by several invisible enemies whispering words of Carcosa and the king in yellow that's what we pick up right now as this happens just like before we had a podcast and someone didn't show up for a session Bungleby passes out and shits himself (laughs) just falls to the floor and just starts vomiting shit out of his ass this is my accomplice this is your buddy oh I grab him and I'm like I'm like what, what's wrong with you? Get up. Where, are you okay? And then I smell what happened, and I'm like, okay, that's, I don't need that. <laughs> and Bungleby falls into a pool of his own excrement. Jared will be playing Big P. Big P! Make him say, uh! Uh! Na-na-na-na! Dallas, it's Glass Cannon Live 2022. Let's roll for initiative. Go! Oh, it's got that first initiative of the year smell. Mmm. This is going to be interesting. Invisible enemies, never good. Never good with their surprise round. Um, what did you get, Big P? Yeah, keeping in with the uh, Joe O'Brien dice luck, I rolled a four for a <laughs> total... Luckily, luckily, Big P is a fast-moving guy, so it's 11 altogether. 11 total. Uh, Bunglebee is full of poop. Halster. Rolled a 17 for a 20, Troy. Ooh. Not too shabby. Aldo Casimir. Uh, Aldo Casimir got a robust 21 for uh, initiative. Sir Julie Andrews, we know you're a paragon of good. That's true. But how was your initiative? I rolled a natural 19. Ooh! Also for a 20. Also for a 20. Who's got the higher initiative? No, 21. I but believe... I'm no math magician, but I... <laughs> I believe 21 is higher than 20. It You're is. Not, 
Halster and Sir Julie both rolled a 20. Who's got the higher bone? I have the higher bone. How do you know? My bone. Very high. <laughs> All right. Sorry I asked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> I wish I didn't know that. Well, this is actually going to be pretty scary because they're going to get to act in a surprise round. And then we go into normal initiative. And I'll tell you right now, there's not one, not two, but three enemies. You've faced them before. They are cultists of Hastur. Oh, God. Debonair-dressed, goatee-wearing men. Even when Joe's not at the show, we can't escape these fucking Irish. Nope. Capita <laughs> <laughs> casa. I kid, I kid. Matthew, known racist. <laughs> His true colors come out after a couple clubs. <laughs> Ooh, that lime's hit me hard tonight. <laughs> I told you, that's too much lime. Look at these handsome... Motherfuckers. Wow. Oh, wow. Dashing. That's the same art for the guy that was leading the Kuru in the entryway. That's right. This was the guy that was like, no entry. We're busy. We're closed for the summer. Uh, there's three of them, and they were whispering uh, these pans to, uh, to Hastur, talking about Carcosa. They come out from invisibility to attack. That means sneak attack damage. That means against your flat-footed AC. Let's see if they hit. First one is going to go after... Aldo Casimir. Oh. You know what? Let's just get Neon Green out. I want to do this right. Oh. This dice yeah. doesn't fuck around. Except when it does. It's a die. It's, a, it's die. just one. This it's is just one. one. It's die. Not, it's All right. Die. You're going to die. Die. <laughs> you fucking math magician. Natural three against Aldo. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You math magician, are you, uh, is your touch AC higher than a, are your flat footed higher than a nine? It is. All right. You win this round. The next one goes to stab at Sir Julie Andrews. Flat footed AC, Sir Julie. Natty 17. Okay. For a total of? Total of a 23. All right. Sir Julie's flat footed AC is pretty much her AC. Well, no one likes a braggart. That's going to be five points of regular and eight points of sneak attack damage. Oh. Ooh. She's and dead. Be- because of this. <laughs> that took her down. Uh, and uh, that was the one that was sitting near uh, Bungleby that stabbed diagonally. And the other one will just slide across the table, five foot John, and stab down at Halster. Can you do a five foot John in a surprise round? Sure. <laughs> Natural three again. Yes. You're uh, touch, uh, flat-footed higher than a nine? It is. And I, I'm going to tell you this now because you keep on attacking Sir Julie and Halster in these surprise rounds. Flat-footed AC for people wearing heavy armor doesn't really differ very much from their regular AC. So if you want to... Anyway, moving on. I wasn't <laughs> listening. I was looking for a poop thing to put on among <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that's a huge. Oh, next it's got time, texture. Uh, next time, don't get COVID. Shit. It's volcanic. Yeah. How did it get on top of? 
Real. That'll teach you to get sick, too. I've been learning about blowouts, so it's possible Bumblebee it could have been a blowout. has been wearing a diaper this whole time. You hate to see it. You really hate to see it. Uh, sorry, children in the audience. Uh, round one. One of the cultists goes, and it is cultist number three, which is the one near... Actually, two of them are named two. So it is the one near random draw, Halster. Halster, this is going to be still against your flat-footed AC. That is a pretty good roll with a natty 18, so that's going to be a 24 against FF. That hits. Oh, boy. Bring the pain. Three regular, six sneak attack damage. I don't know how I'll survive. This is going to be rough. Aldo Casimir. Oh, shoot. Okay. Aldo is going to take a five-foot step back, back away from the guy that's attacking Mm -hmm, him mm -hmm. right now. And he's going to whisper to the goiter on his neck. He's just like, It's all right, Werner. I think we've got this in the bag. And he's going to throw a bomb. uh, The one one adjacent to Hauser. Ah, okay. Throwing it at this guy standing on the table. Okay. All right. Natural 20. (laughs) I never get any fun. Roll to confirm. That's 17 on the confirm. That is the first confirmed crit of 2022. Joe, can you read... Oh, oh, we, oh no! Hold on, hold on. I think I got him. Let Bring me just see. Elfie uh, Joe. Joe, do you have the confirmed crit? Uh, Luckily, Joe has sent me the spreadsheet. Joe. Oh, meta caps! Uh, we, question for you, though. Ranged skin. crit. Is it ranged or is it magic? Uh, ranged. Magic. Ranged. You don't want magic. Oh. <laughs> it's magic. What do you want, Dallas? <laughs> I'm I'm here in range. What up? Give them up! Well, can I make a case for magic? I have a very convincing case. Um, I'll allow it. I just happened to look down at the spreadsheet and saw a magic grit from someone right here in Dallas, Texas. Oh! Oh! All right. If they're in the room, I'll allow it. Is, Is Jerry from Dallas here? Just lie! Looks like there's a lot of Jerry's out there, Troy. <laughs> That's the most Jerry's that have ever gathered in one room. You know what? Fuck Jerry. <laughs> Fuck Jerry. I'll love it. You okay. guys remember the, the fire? I, all right. This, this one comes from Jerry in Dallas. It's called Do Not Pass Go, Do Not Collect $200. Your attack hits the very core of its target, causing a temporary split between, between body and soul and effectively jailing the target within itself. The target is stunned for 1d4 rounds. Nice. Birds. A successful will save negates the effect. Okay. I'll roll that will save. This is against your AC. Fail. Yes. 13, yeah. 1d4, who wants to roll it? Well, Skid, you earned it. Give me a d4 roll. I will roll. Come on, one. Come on, one. Three. <laughs> All right, so he's stunned for three rounds. That's fun. It's not it's, brilliant. <laughs> it sucks. 
<laughs> All right. Stunned. Oh, cool. He drops everything held, can't take actions, and then uh, takes a minus two penalty to AC and loses his dex bonus to AC. There's also, there's also the damage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it double damage or is it... Yeah, what does it say? Double, regular? It says nothing, so it must be regular. Okay. I'm guessing, right? Uh, so that's 19 points of damage oh. uh, to the target, and each of the other two, pending a will, uh, reflex save, will take uh, nine points of damage. Oh, boy. Okay, reflex save for the guy that's nearest you. Made it with a 26, and the other dude... Uh, that's going to be close, 16. Uh, that, it, uh, that is a... A result. It is. <laughs> that, that it is. It is a, it is a result. I'm going to say that's a pass because I'm not sure. So Okay. Uh, so so they, four points of damage? They say four points of damage. Okay, half damage. And because you have that cool ability, you're able to exclude your friends in the splash damage. Yes, the explosive fire shapes its way expertly and miraculously around each of my Companions, including the new one. Big P, my name's Big P. <laughs> right. I was thinking about this the other day, Skid. I was like, how? Because I know we've been trying to justify this in world. And I was like, maybe he's just so expert that he has so much, a bunch of different bombs that have been expertly shaped to explode in certain directions, yeah. in certain configurations. Actually, someone wrote in and said pretty much that exact thing. And I was just like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So expert that you have. Every possible so, you know, that's permutation. That's how intelligent that he is. You see? Now that... <laughs> He's got... This headband of uh, intellect plus two. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening at home, I've just put on a Jim McMahon-style uh, sweat, sweatband that says smart plus two, representing smart. my increased <laughs> intellect. Oh... You're a national treasure. <laughs> Calm down. It's 835. <laughs> a lot of show to go. <laughs> it is Halster's turn. Halster, you see this bomb come flying in, and you're able to turn away from this shit smell to see this guy get <laughs> lit up, and he's just stunned. Uh, it's time to try to ring his bell one more time. Let's go for a critical attack out of the box. Let's roll again. That is going to uh, be a 16 to hit. With well, the, with his garbage AC, that is a hit. Yeah. <laughs> 17 points of damage. Max damage. Question. I have to ask. Uh-huh. What is your alignment? Uh, good. <laughs> is alignment important in role-playing games? Well, uh, no, chaotic really. neutral. Chaotic yeah, neutral. That is a hit. Yes! And he is no longer stunned. He is just dead. Yeah! And Halster uh, will five-foot step uh, diagonally to be in front of Aldo to hopefully uh, encourage the attackers to come at him. Cut to a scene somewhere in Thrushmore. A small tenement four-story walk-up we close in on a woman saying when is steve coming home from work he went out to iris hill this morning and he said he'd be back i thought he'd be back by now 
Well, I'm sure he'll be back with all that money to feed our four children. Let's, don't be ridiculous. He already gave, over, gave all of their money over to the cult. This is how it works, Troy. You know better than anyone. It's a... <laughs> it's, a uh, it's a collective. They all share in the profits of the cult. But now that those children are fatherless. Hope you feel good about yourself. Sir Julie. <laughs> Sir Julie uh, didn't see that cutscene and is going to, even though she is a paragon of goodness, is going to... Uh, level her gaze at the cultist to the northeast and say now I can see you and take a big old swing with the great sword yes. okay let's choose a die oh power attack furious focus power attack furious focus uh, that is a 16 to hit ooh that's a real shitty roll yeah it was it was natural 5 what's your uh, alignment I am good I'm a paragon of goodness I know you're good but what kind of good chaotic uh, lawful ooh, lawful I'm, I'm paladin oh you're lawful that's a miss what now? Look at that smug shit-eating All right. Protection from law! Second attack. Oh, you have two? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Natural four. Yeah! Sir Julie, overwhelmed by the stench of Bungleby, <laughs> misses wildly. <laughs> Never in all my years in the world wound have I smelled such horrors. And this guy laughs at you. Ha ha! Looks down at dead Steve and then stabs at you with a real crappy roll. 13? Get out of here. Come on! <laughs> and he only gets that one attack. Uh, oh, but the other guy gets to go. He will five foot step, cornering Aldo. No. Right next to Aldo and Halster, but he's coming after Aldo. Why? Because he saw what he did to Steve. Oh, oh. well, fair enough. I didn't know him! I didn't know he had children, I swear! Best friend, help! Say hello to Steve in hell. <laughs> Natural four! Yeah! Oh, yes. Yeah. Is that neon green? It's neon green! Oh. Wow. wow. I'm putting it in a cage. I'm switching back to crystal blue. <laughs> this is the one that chained 820s during that Androids and Aliens. Oh, episode. that was vicious. It is weighted. <laughs> <laughs> And making his 2020 debut and his first debut on Glass Cannon Live. Big P! Big P! So Big P turns to run away, and then, uh, but then Big P, can I do flashbacks too? Yes. Yeah. Big P remembers, (laughs) Big P remembers Bungle teaching him how to pick locks and going, it's okay, keep trying, you can do it. And he's like, oh, Bungle B's back in that room, I can't just leave him, even if he is covered in his own feces. (laughs) So uh, I would like for Big P to come into the room and and in the most cravenly way possible, crawl under the table. (laughs) And crawl to where he's under the enemy on the far end of the table here. Yeah, and attack from like, uh, 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 like from under the table. (laughs) I love it. There's little slats that you can stab through. (laughs) (laughs) He starts like dancing. (laughs) (laughs) So so Big P slides under this table. He's a halfling. That's just like walking. I think he's two. He walks full height under the table. I'm pretty sure he's two foot eleven. He's gonna do this under the table, <laughs> but when he gets to the other side, he's stab, stab, stab. Roll the hit. Here we. Is that a sneak attack? Oh yes, it's yes. Yes. 
I don't, because he can't see you under the table, can't so... I give me, you know what? Give me a stealth roll. Let's have some fun here. All Let's right. see if he all sees right. you. All right, all right. If you're going to be that way, here we go. <laughs> all right, so my stealth roll was not good. Well, actually, it was pretty good. It was a 20, uh, it was a 22. That beats my 16 perception. Yes. All right! Then die a thousand deaths! Here we go. <laughs> I rolled a two on my attack. <laughs> it's against flat-footed. It's against flat-footed, so I have a plus 11. So I'm, I'm rolling a 13 versus your AC. Do you have a 13 flat-footed AC? <laughs> he does not. That is a okay, miss. Okay, so I'm ineffectually stabbing <laughs> at air. But, uh, <laughs> healthy Joe... It's okay. It, it clearly didn't have enough momentum to become a champ, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like unhealthy, Joe. A round has passed, and not unlike bloodstains, the, the shit stain starts to grow. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh! It's terrible. Oh, it's coming under the table. It's just... It's just <laughs> he's pooping again. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still doing it! I hate to he's see. still doing it! I'm What's sorry. happening? <laughs> no. Sorry, I'll blow it up again. There it is. No! <laughs> what it's sh- like someone was suspended 10 feet above the ground and dropped it straight in the middle. <laughs> like an egg drop soup. It looks like the blessed <laughs> island of Numenor, but made out of poop. I'll put it on the map layer, as it's more appropriate. End of round one. It is now round two. The cultist who I named three is dead. Thanks. So it goes to Aldo. Aldo, you're back up top around two. You've killed one guy, left his family without a, a, a head of house. What would you, who would you like to murder now? Uh, I'm so, so sort of pinned in the corner here a little bit. Uh, he is just going to, again, uh, he's going to assuage the fears of his goiter. He whispers to his own neck. It's just like, he's all right, Werner. I've got a way out of this. And he pulls out his sickle and just, ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, netty 19. Uh, is that a critical threat for a sickle? That is, that is not. Good. That is not. Thank God. That is not. Thank for Rasmus. Uh, okay, so... So, that, that's... What is your bonus to hit with that sickle? Uh, bonus to hit with a sickle is a... What, so that's a 23 total to hit. Let me ask you this. What is your alignment? My alignment, sir. It's rather a personal question, but I'll answer you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's... I don't know what a man's personal, uh, sort of, uh, philosophy is about life and... <laughs> Politics and interhuman relationships have to do with anything, but I will inform you that proudly that I am, in fact, true neutral, sir. Then that's a hit. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Are you a libertarian? (laughs) No. It's like, well, it doesn't hit, then. (laughs) Uh, That is... (laughs) I don't understand the mechanic. 
<laughs> uh, that is, They're that is... so repulsed. Yeah. <laughs> By I'm your so, I lost. Theory. I lost a friend. I lost my, my a friend of mine. I was like, because and you were there actually, Grant, because he he was a libertarian, and I said, "Isn't libertarianism like astrology for white guys?" <laughs> and he like he never he never forgave me. He never forgave me. I got in a big shouting match with him the first time I met him, right? Yeah, you. Yeah. 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 He was like, uh, yeah, of course you should pay the fire department before they hose down your house. It's not fire. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for the digression. That's six points of damage. (laughs) You sound like a typical Sagittarius, kid. (laughs) Six points of damage from your sickle. That guy uh, is totally fine. That didn't really hurt him. Uh, it is Halster's turn. Halster, one man is dead. Halster looks over jealously at Werner the Hedgehog and just sees his best friend making a new best friend from his own goiter. Oh. And in a fit of jealous passion, he lashes out at the man attacking his friend. That is going to be a 19 to hit. That is a miss. Wow. Oh, wow. Halster, you're ice cold in your hometown. Yeah, I'm going to move into flanking uh, on top. There we go. Uh, shit. Okay, so for next five, round, we'll be ready for flanking. Okay, a little five-foot di- diagonal step there to get into uh, flanking with your good buddy Aldo. Yep. It's now Sir Julie's turn. Sir Julie, also ice cold. Ice cold. Round. Yeah. Let's try this again. Power attack. Furious focus. <laughs> First Perfect. attack. Uh, 21 to hit. And you're chaotic? I'm lawful. That's a miss. Oh, man. Oh. What is going on? So glad I cast protection from law. Yeah. Oh. Second attack. Uh. I'm going to take power attack off. Can I do that? No, no, I can't. No. I heard a couple people say no, and they said it in a way that made you sound stupid for asking. No. <laughs> it's, you hear that? It's as if Joe were here with us in spirit. <laughs> Natural one. Oh! All right, this, per, is, this is almost certainly going to be a confirmed Per the fumble. house rule, you do get to confirm that, Fumboni. The monsters will rumble, the dice they will tumble. Fem fumble! Oh. That is a confirmed fumble. Yeah. What do you think, magic fumble? <laughs> <laughs> That's only fair. Don't you pick one that sounds good. All right, melee fumble. Yeah. Can you get some Dallas folks? I'm See? looking, Grant. <laughs> the Metroplex works. Let's do four words. Let's go all the way out to Abilene. Irving. You know what? Let's go to Corsicana. Let's go to Athens. Let's go anywhere within their area. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Howard Dean! We're going to Arlington. Irving, wake up! <laughs> Midlothian! <laughs> Woo! Okay. okay. I've, got, I've got something. What do you got? Uh, Joshua it's H. It's an older fumble, sir, but it. Joshua H. <laughs> I was about to clear From it. White River Junction, Vermont. Josh! You didn't make the trip? Uh, he's Fuck here. you, Josh. Oh, he's here. He's here. No, oh, you're not. You weird. Josh is normally a, a male name, but that's odd. <laughs> um, it is appropriate because the name of it is Senior Moment. Oh, okay. Oh. You bump your head slightly and take 1d6 damage. Whoa. For the next 1d3 rounds, every time you would roll a d20, roll twice and take the worst result. Oh, no. Oh. Joshua, 
Fortitude negates, but you still take the damage. Okay. All right, the damage is four points of damage. All right. Give me that fortitude. It's going to be against his AC, which I'm also going to boost from protection from law. That's bullshit. I know, I know. Uh, that is a 20. Still would have been a fail without my a very fair ruling. Okay, so then 1d3 rounds. 1d3 rounds? All right, so let's see. That's going to be two rounds. Great. Two rounds, you have a... Uh, what is it called? A senior moment. Not in the other game. What is it called in our A in senior Pathfinder? moment. A senior moment. Disadvantage. That's ageism. That's ageism. Disadvantage. Dis- Dis- Miss, thank you. Misfortune. Somebody did their homework. Misfortune? All right. So, Julie, you suck. <laughs> it is cultist number two's turn. Uh, I'm going to take a five-foot step back. I'm trying to find him. He's, Big B is, like, under him. Uh, all right, so he is going to... Oh, you took a five-foot step? All right, so that guy... Let me just move Big P here, move him here. He's going to five-foot step and chase you because he knows he has you right where he wants you. He's going to stab down at you, smiling. Ooh, that's going to be close. That's going to be an 18. That's close? I don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> What are you, from Vermont or something stupid like that? Uh, That's rude. The guy surrounded by Halster and Aldo takes a five-foot step to get away from this flanking, looks down at Steve, tries to hold back tears, and stabs at either Halster or Aldo. One, two, three, Halster. Four, five, six, Aldo. That's a five. So he's coming after Aldo with his rapia. Okay. That's going to be an 18 to hit. Oh, that is a May Smite. Garbage. These guys are garbage. It is Big P's turn. Speaking of garbage, okay. Uh, I am going to uh, just, I'm going to, he, he's going to, he's frustrated. He's going to get out from under the table okay. and try to get this enemy to notice that I'm trying to kill him. Uh, and so now, uh, now, wait. I'm moving to flanking with Sir Julie uh, so that we're on either side and attacking for a sneak attack. Okay. All right. You kid, you have to pay attention to me now, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) Now, you do get a plus two for flanking. Okay. So uh, that's a six. That's a 16, then. You, you really do roll like Joe. I, I, in my mind, in my, in my mind, this guy... Healthy Joe! Healthy Joe! Healthy Joe! Healthy Joe! Healthy Joe! Thank you, thank you. That had more oomph. Uh, and in my mind, the cultist hasn't even noticed Big P yet. No. Big P's like, ah, wah, ah! And the cultist is just going about his day. <laughs> have not drawn the attention of the cultists at all. Unfortunately, another round passes. (laughs) And the stain grows. Ah! We've got to get out of this encounter! (laughs) It's now running across the feet. I have to to point out, it does appear to be very frothy. (laughs) There's some foam, yeah. Yeah. There's some... (laughs) It's like a frappuccino. (laughs) It's a crappuccino, yeah. Crappuccino. Uh, We're having a good time. Uh, Round three. 
Cultist Three's turn. No, he's the one that's dead. I'm taking him out of the combat, so it goes right back to Aldo. Aldo, you were surrounding this guy, but he deftly stepped out of the way, so you're no longer flanking. What do you do? Aldo is uh, going to match his deftness with his own deft step, five foot wise, uh, to get adjacent to him in a different way. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, <laughs> it's all right. We're gonna calm down. I don't know. Is, is Werner showing signs of fear? He's like, uh, he's like turning over, like in the tumor. Oh. So like you can see, it's like a. It's can like you a, catch Jared up on Werner? Oh, okay, yeah. So Werner is a hedgehog that grew out of a tumor on my neck. Oh, that explains the image of the hedgehog. <laughs> yes, ex- yes. There you go. Yeah. My tumor's me. So it's like a nine-month pregnant woman, and you can see like it's like, oh look, the baby's playing or whatever. <laughs> whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Been around a lot of pregnant women. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, no, they, they, they shed their quills at birth, most babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well they have no, they have the quills when they're born and then they then they lose them and they grow in their like real quills. Right. <laughs> Just swing with your sickle. Alright. Uh, that is a natural three. That is a miss. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you're, you're a bomb specialist, but you don't want to throw because that would provoke an attack of opportunity, so you're reduced to using your sickle. It's not your, uh, it's not your main jam. No. I also I only have so many M&Ms left in this bandolier. Right. <laughs> Halster, you are up. You're at the, uh, the foot of a staircase leading up. Uh, you're you're de- uh, jumping and dodging with these guys. What do you do? Halster has no choice but to get adjacent to the person he's attacking with Aldo to get that sweet flanking bone because that's the only cho- chance he has to hit. Sure. Here it comes. That is a uh, 25 to hit. That'll do. Yeah! Yeah! We hit them! <laughs> That is going to be 14 points of damage. Ooh. 14 points of damage. So you get in there. What, what kind of weapon are you using? A short sword? I'm using Red Destiny, the Red short sword. You just slide it right in this guy's side. Bah! Blood squirts out. He's in rough shape. Sir Julie, having a senior moment over there. Yeah. What do you do? I'm going to roll twice and take the worst result. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could be another natural one. It could be. Yeah. Power attack, furious focus. First attack. Natural five. Second attack. Coward! Uh, no. Fourteen. Wow! wow. Well, I, that one I rolled the critical threat on the better, on the better results, so... Is there Julie over there? You're terrible. You're terrible at this game of chance. <laughs> Tis the... Uh, that actually, I'm flanking, so there's a plus two to that. I'm assuming, what did I say, 14? Never mind. Please stop wasting everyone's time. <laughs> it is the cultist's turn. Oh, I'm going to lay on hands. I don't care. Uh, I can't get a good flank, John. Oh, you know what I'll do, actually? It was going to be this guy's turn here is to the south of Halster. He's going to hold his action because his buddy is going to flank Halster with a five-foot John. And then he's going to attack. And then his buddy's going to attack. They're both going to be flanking. I'm taking you out, buddy. Sorry. Don't blame me. Blame Steve. I want to live, though. Here we go. First attack. Natural fucking four. Yeah! Yeah! The guy to the south. 
16? No. Come on! Oh, yes. You're going to live forever just like Jerry Jones in a jar suspended in liquid formaldehyde (laughs) for all of eternity as he ensures the Cowboys will never win another Super Bowl. I don't like it either. It's the worst rolling in the history of the show. Yeah, this is pretty bad. But maybe this is Big P's moment to shine. Big P, you're up. What? It's me? Okay. So, uh... I'm uh, now Big P's getting angry. Before he was craving, but now he's angry that he can't even get this guy to pay attention to him. So he's like, hey, hey, I exist. I'm real. I'm not invisible. And he stabs for sneak attack damage. And that time he rolls a 26. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is a hit. Big P, big P, big P, big P, big P. That's that's seventeen, seventeen damage. Seventeen points of damage. So Big P finally is able to land a hit and is no longer unseen because as this guy takes a a short sword to the back, he turns and looks down at Big P. Thereby taking away his sneak. And that's when Big P shits his pants. (laughs) (laughs) You heard the stain bigger, Troy. You got it. (laughs) What a situation. What a situation. They go round and round. (laughs) Wow. Prancing ponies go up and down. It's a circle game. It's a circle. They're all shitting. If I still play this in my 60s, I will still make these jokes. (laughs) They will always be funny. Grant will be dead. (laughs) Come on, man. Why Grant? (laughs) I just picked you. Next round. It's Aldo's turn. There's shit everywhere. Okay. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, Aldo, uh, knee deep in, in poop. Uh, I think it's just, uh, finally, I'm f- f- free, I think. I'm not, you know. So he's going to throw one of his most special bombs at oh. the guy behind Halster. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, that's a 10 against touch, AC? That's a miss. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, that bomb goes in a random square around that dude? Yep. All right. Uh, One, two, three will bounce. Well, actually, one would be on the stairs, and we'll go around from there. Two, three, four would bounce off the walls. Four, five, six would hit Halster. Seven would hit Big P. What are you doing, man? Oh, uh, well, I rolled it at seven. Uh, I miscounted, but I did say seven would hit Big P, so unfortunately, that hits Big P. You have Big P's blood on your hands, whoever caught, whoever caught those M&Ms. How and many poop. points of damage is that to Big P? Uh, that's 16 points of damage. Oh, brutal. <laughs> And I shit my pants and then another bomb goes off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I think everyone else except me is in the radius of that. So, 
Uh, oh my god! Everyone but me has to take a reflex save. Okay, so when a bomb misses, you can't use your thing that allows it right. to not hit your friends. Right. All right, my guy rolled a twenty-two. All right, that's a pass. Okay. So you take four points of damage. I'm still having a senior moment and had to roll twice and take the worst result. Right. So I rolled a nine on my reflex save. Yeah, you also failed. You take you you fail. You take nine points of damage. Wow. Ow. Halster? Yeah. Halster rolled a 20. Okay. Oh, you're good. You okay. take four points of damage, base friends. And Big P doesn't have to roll against the splash, right? Right. Where he was directly hit. Right. Okay. It's splashing off of me. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, but this other guy to the south, he'll roll a save and failed. So he'll take nine points Nine of points damage. of damage. Okay, so he's in bad shape. They're actually both in really bad shape, but it's hard to tell because there is shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to smell terrible, especially all the fire and the burning yeah. and everything. Oh. It's got to be really bad. It is Halster's turn. Halster, can you finish one of these guys off? Yeah, Halster is initially very turned off by all the poo, but then is mm-hmm. very aroused by the performance of Big P. Okay. Halster, right. come to my aid! Halster's going to come to Big P. <laughs> Do you mind if I slide into something more comfortable? As I strike out at the guy on the table, that's a 19 on the die. That's oh. a critical threat! Yes! yes. Critical threat, critical critical, 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 critical threat. To confirm. Come on, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby. That is a 16 on the die for a 24. That is a confirmed crit. Yes! yes. Okay, I've got one ready. Melee crit. Melee crit. This one is com- comes in from Michael in Saginaw, Texas. Oh! Any Michaels in the audience? There's a Michael on the staff. They're all Jerry's, Troy. <laughs> yeah, there's like nine Jerry's, but no Michaels. This one is called Greatest Possible Crit. <gasps> oh! Ooh. I like the sound Mike. of that. That's promising. The moment before your blow lands, you are struck with a thought. If the greatest possible being exists in all possible worlds, then he necessarily exists in this world. Pause while I scroll up. If you are evil aligned, you deal normal damage. If you are neutral aligned, you deal double damage. If you are good aligned, you deal triple damage and remove the shaken, frightened condition as you are filled with hope and joy. Thanks for the novel, Mike. <laughs> double damage. So on a times two weapon with double damage, regular double damage. Regular Here it comes. Regular dub zoning. 28 points of damage. Oh, wow. Woo! Which guy was this? The guy on the table. I'm coming to Big P's aid because I'm turned on by little Big P. Yeah. Describe your kill. Yeah. Covered in poo. Houster's sword hits its target with incredible accuracy and lubricant. (laughs) And he dies of sepsis right there on the table. (laughs) Sir Julie, you've had a rough go of it. It's not been great for Sir Julie. But this could be your time to shine. I've gotten new D20s. Okay. I still have to roll two. That'll be the difference maker. We keep power tech on. Furious focus. All right. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm having a senior moment. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. First attack. Okay. I rolled a natural twenty. 
and a natural 18. Oh! That is a hit. That's a 31, just to be clear. That is a, 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 a giant hit. That is 24 points of damage. Sir Julie, describe your kill. Yes! Oh! Sir Julie draws her greatsword from the mound of poo like it's a sword in the stone, <laughs> raises it high above her head, and then brings it down in one crushing blow and cleaves him in twain. Yes! <gasps> Cleaves in Twain, and you are out of combat. Yeah! Now, this was your first entrance into the main building of Iris Hill, just to kind of refresh you on the uh, flavor text of this, John. When you walked in, the room smelled of smoke from the fireplace. (laughs) Shut up and let me read this text. (laughs) Doesn't smell of smoke anymore. Not the most prominent odor now. (laughs) Smoke and something else. You can't put your finger on it. Because then your finger would be dirty. (laughs) Smells of smoke and shit. And a few dirty dishes, uh, an emptied wine bottle, and used cutlery uh, testify to a recent meal consumed at this table. The first thing that you see, you kind of, you're impressed upon is the, is the wealth of the Lyles family. Everything looks very rich, even though it might be a couple decades out of fashion. It's not with the style of the times. So like plastic on all the furniture? <laughs> Flower patterns, ribbon candy. <laughs> I didn't this, know we were visiting my family's house. Right. <laughs> There's a staircase leading up. There's a cupboard. There's also a door leading deeper on this floor. And there are three dead cultists uh, covered in shit. And, of course, also, Bungalbee had a heart attack. (laughs) Yep. Uh, We search Bungalbee's body. (laughs) Okay, I have his character sheet here. Yeah, what, what cool stuff did Joe you give You get himself? two plus one daggers, a plus one mithril chain shirt. Don't write this down, Greg. Uh, yeah, no, he's got he's just some good stuff on him, but Big P, you see them searching the body. Hey, what do you think you're doing? That's my friend. He died helping you. His stuff should go to me only. <laughs> he's right. That is the only just thing. And I start, I start taking it off of his body, and I'm being very thorough, like uh, the bandit that I am. And then um, I'm kind of, so I get all that stuff? Sure. Wow, cool. All right. What is it again? You got, I'll email you. E- email me. <laughs> He's got some email good me. stuff. And then I think, I think I would like to look in the car. I think what I do is I, I, I'm standing in like uh, waist-deep, uh, feces, mm-hmm. and I go. I don't know about you guys, but I'm hungry. And then I go to the cabinet. <laughs> you go to the you go to the cupboard, and there's like fine china again, a little outdated, but nice. Clearly, the Lowells, uh for generations they have uh, generational wealth. Uh, you look through there, and there's nothing really jumping out with uh, out at you. Any of you that can detect magic don't detect any magic. However, Big P, you do find uh, 
a, a drawer near the bottom of the cupboard uh, has a ledger. Oh. Kind of jumps out. Hmm, what is this doing in this china cabinet? And there are several handwritten delivery receipts inside of the ledger listing a number of alchemical products sent by someone named Myacnian Mun from a city named Casimir. <gasps> what? <laughs> I'll say it again. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this has no uh, value to sell on the open market, but maybe we could use it to clean up some of this shit. <laughs> and so Big P takes this, and now and I show, no, no, I show it to all of you. I show it to all of you. Like, let's use this to clean up the poop. No, wait, Mister P, please. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but <laughs> Casimir is my name. What? Casimir is my name. So I'm stealing from you? I don't. Maybe I just I don't know what's happening. So we should we should forego uh, wiping shit up with these pages until we can understand better what's happening here. That's all. That's what I'm saying, Mister P. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, or should I say I'm, Master P? I think you've proven yourself. <laughs> You can call me Master I've proven, P. You've proven yourself as a no-limit soldier. You can no call me P. Daddy. You can call me... <laughs> P. Daddy! P. Daddy! P. Daddy! Do we have a, anyone who has knowledge geography? Uh, I have knowledge history. You can roll a knowledge history. Uh, that is a 21. All right. That's enough for you to know, like, oh, yeah, you've read about... Casimir in your historical studies. Uh, he looks for his own name in every book he reads. Yeah, it's just, it's just from Googling myself. That's how I know. <laughs> right? Just, it's like, oh! Aldo Casimir, net worth. Uh, $10,000. I will say that my net worth is wildly exaggerated on, on Google. Where do they go over these numbers? Uh, <laughs> Casimir is the second largest settlement in the empire of Taldor. Oh. It is located at the mouth of the Selen River. It's a major trade city, um, big port town, and, and a lot of nations use that area uh, as a trade route. Um, it's also home to the greatest of Taldor's imperial shipyards. Sorry, what? I'm not repeating. <laughs> Ship, shipyard. Shipyards. 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 But someone named Myacnian Mun from this city was sending alchemical products to Count Laos or the Laos family or to Melisen. You don't know. Myacnian Mun from Casimir. Hmm. Your last name. I don't believe in coincidences anymore however this may in fact be one but still this may be important (laughs) can we search the cultist bodies as well yeah dude Uh, you search the cultist bodies and on Steve's you find a picture of his three children (laughs) oh no it's him and his wife and his kids at Six Flags (laughs) 
And they look so happy. <laughs> this, is bef- this is before he gave his entire savings over to the cult, I'm assuming. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's also an envelope with uh, three tickets to Six Flags. <laughs> dated for tomorrow. Oh, wow. You would think that he was going to surprise his children with a trip tomorrow. <laughs> but you... He's dead now. Oh. <laughs> there it is. That's exactly what the picture <laughs> That is canon. There's one child short in that picture. <laughs> Went missing that day. Went missing that very day. It drove him to join this cult. <laughs> why, why, just this year, he finally grew tall enough to ride the Texas Giant. <laughs> you also find a masterwork rapier? Uh, yeah, no, they all have masterwork rapiers. They all have masterwork daggers. They all have plus one chain shirts. Oh. Um, no real money. All unholy silver symbols of Haster. King in yellow. Do you I know? feel anything if I were to reach out towards one of those unholy symbols? Do I sense like a calling or any type of energy from them that reminds me? I'm thinking about how much we've come into contact with their teleportation magic and other things that have made us feel not quite right, not like we're a part of this place. They can come out of paintings and graffiti. I like to think that if you were to touch it and, and bring it up close to you, this symbol of Hester, you start to... F- you, you, you don't know if it's a trick of the mind or whatnot, but you start to hear hundreds of overlapping whispers in the back of your mind. Like you're hearing the sounds of people chanting in another world. And you're just you're like, ah, that must just be the poop settling. <laughs> I think this is a symptom of cholera. And these guys are dressed to the nines. Again, you've seen this sort of hedonism, this uh, Haster worship is all about luxury. Um, But they don't have any money on them. They spent them all on tickets. Uh, Just to can we do a perception on on the rest of the room? I'm assuming we already searched most of it. Yeah, no, the, 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 the big thing with those notes from Myacne and Munn Receipts. Can we run a knowledge local on the name Myacnian Mun? Yeah, sure. How do you spell that? Oh, you know. Myacnian. Myacnian. You've never, you've never run across the name Myacnian? Can I have its language of origin, please? <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear that in a sentence? Yeah. Myacnian Mun sent receipts from Casimir. <laughs> M-I-A-C-K-N-I-A-N. Oh, I was so close. I did N-I-O-N. Well, that was oh, a foolish I mistake. N- I had it. I had N-I-A-N. Well, how do you think wow. you spell Mun? I don't know. <laughs> Is he related to Olivia Mun? Yes. Um, Can him. That's actually... <laughs> Olivia changed her name to Olivia because of... Uh, it was free and sag to take my acne in, but she wanted Olivia instead of... Do you have say. knowledge, Mun? <laughs> no, because uh, it's spelled M-U-N. No, okay. They're not related. No relation. Nope. Unless um, she changed her name at Ellis Island. Anybody... Uh, I don't know if anyone else is hurt, but uh, I, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I think you should press You're her. You're hurt, too? I'm pretty badly hurt. 
Come, gather around me. What are you going to do? I'm going to channel all over you, Big P. What is going on with Halster? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's okay. It's nice. <laughs> Allow my warm energy to wash all over you. No. Seven points of healing for everyone. Thank you. Solid channel. Uh, I might need a bit more. I'll greedy, do a second greedy. one to get... Uh, six points of healing. Everyone good? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. You sure. want more? You want more? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare uh, okay. presume. Okay, to... okay. Here it comes. Uh, yeah, spontaneous casting. Here's a little cure light. Uh, let's call that nine points of healing. There we go. Okay. Ooh. Back up to full. Back up. I feel like a new woman. Man. Now, I'm assuming you're going to want to press on here. You have two options, up the stairs or further along this floor. Uh, however, Bunkleby is in bad shape. He is uh, unconscious, still breathing. Oh, he's alive still? He's, you see that his, oh, his, his chest is heaving. Why am I looking in this cabinet? The, the channel saved his life. Yeah, but unfortunately... He's not, he's not able to play in this session. We stuff him, we, we stuff him in a cabinet and lock it. Okay. And then we can move on. It's all right. All right. I, no, I know a little bit about this with my expanded intellect. Allow me to descend to your level to uh, briefly explain uh, what I can do for him. So Aldo cocoons him in a sort of poultice of feces, <laughs> shaping it around him like, like, a, like a canopic jar. And then we shove him in the cabinet, uh. lock, lock the door. All right, let me just make sure I'm getting this right. I will shrink him down and do that. There you go. So long, Bungalbee. You knew the risks of this game when you got into it. <laughs> Joe's going to be so mad. I know. <laughs> What's he going to do? I'm just going to text Joe. You're safe. <laughs> You've been cocooned in a poultice of your own feces. <laughs> I actually, uh, I found a photo of Bungleby. Uh, are you ready for... Uh, uh. <laughs> Just imagine that smeared in its own, its own poop, and then you'll get a clear picture. Did you take that Did I take that photo? I took that photo, because I'm a real creep show. Such a creep. Yeah. Why did you take that picture? He, you were there when I took the photo. We were all laughing and pointing at the... He ate too much bread, like always. He fell asleep. He had a loaf of Italian bread in his left hand. The only... He cradles it like a teddy bear. The only more surefire way to make someone fall asleep is to order a Domino's uh, and have Troy wait for it. Really? Go right out. It's like a lullaby for me. <laughs> All right, what do you want to do? Do you want to press on on this floor, or do you want to try and wade upstairs? We got to press on on this we floor. Press on this yeah. floor. All right, who's going where now that Bungleby is shoved into this? Uh, <laughs> Someone other than me should scout ahead. I shall go first. I open the door. Ooh, Ooh. bold move, Sir Jay. <laughs> 
You open the door. Ah! And you see... Ah! No! No! A small hallway! What is it? What is it? It's a hallway. Oh, okay. You see a hallway about maybe seven feet long that turns and opens into a wider room that stretches to the south. Perception. Okay. Uh, 24. 24. There's something around the corner that you can't quite make out from where you're standing, but you can see, like, a reflection of something. Ooh. What's the light level like? It's nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Nice. They're, they're, they're using, like... It's tasteful. Very tasteful. <laughs> it's tasteful and... <laughs> Warm, balanced, antique fixtures. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I relay. I relay this information, particularly the tasteful lighting status, mm-hmm. to the others, and then I tighten my grip around my great sword and begin to move forward into the room, five feet at a time. Sir Julie moves in five feet. You start to see a little bit more. There's something around the corner there. Whoa, what is that? Oh, my God. What is that? looks kind of familiar, in a way. Is it, is it poo? No. I believe I can see it here. Come here. Is it iridescent? Do you want to keep walking? Yeah, I can't see it from here. I guess you can. You see... Not unlike Atticus Grimm, a man trapped in amber. (laughs) This guy gets it. (laughs) That was the bloodthirstiest kill him I've ever heard. Kill him. (laughs) That's how they do it here in Dallas. Um, I, I say, uh, I say, uh, he could give us information. I assume one of you has a spell to release someone who's been trapped in amber. <laughs> funny you should bring it up, actually. <laughs> it's really funny because the exact same thing recently happened, and that's why you're here. Ow. Ow. <laughs> I'll step forward to ga- cast my gaze around the rest of the room. Okay. This is a very, very interesting room. So I'll reveal the extent of it. It stretches all the way to the south, a long hall clad with fine wood paneling. And the whole room looks like an oversized curio cabinet with hundreds of items and art objects on display on small tables, in vitrines, and on benches. Dozens of paintings and tapestries of various sizes hang from the walls and muffle the echoes that would normally be present in this marble-floored chamber. You see a a set of double doors leading outside, the main doors into the building. Uh, It's obviously the door that you walked in, but then on the far side of the room, there's another door that goes deeper into the manor. It appears that Some paintings have been removed from the walls, leaving only hooks where they once hung and that kind of soft stain of a a painting that has been taken off the wall that had hung there for a long time. That little shadow that's left on the wall. It's a weird time to be talking about soft stains. Don't be gross, Matthew. (laughs) More than quality... (laughs) 
Halster prematurely channels everywhere. <laughs> Mark it on your sheet. Mark it on your sheet. Oh, man. <laughs> you can see that the, uh, the choice of artwork in here is a little all over the place. It seems like more than quality, the Lowell's family uh, seem to have favored originality and oddity in their choices. If you start to look about the room, among many other things, because there's a ton of shit in this greeting hall, um, this is what you see. You see portraits in various artistic styles, so clearly done by several different artists, of all the former counts, their wives, and a few relatives and domestics wearing all kinds of expressions and outfits lining the walls. One really eerie portrait that jumps out at you, Sir Julie, you see it before anybody else, is a freestanding, small-ish picture frame on a small tea table with a single chair next to it. And it's a picture of a child posing near a kitten at the foot of a luminous window. And I want you to really picture this because as you look at the photo further the child appears to be absolutely terrified. Oh my god. This is, this is fucking me up. <laughs> this is... Yeah, this is the kind of thing I have nightmares about. Yeah. Where are is... you going? Oh no, don't touch me! What are you doing? No! No, stop! What is he doing? Troy, no! this... <laughs> There's a... <laughs> <laughs> The look on Skid's face when he pressed that button was so defiant. <laughs> like, oh, I'll show you. <laughs> Imagine this, though. It's just like a, a child with a kitten, and the child looks absolutely terrified. Why would so someone fucked up. display this? You also see marble busts. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that wasn't quite right. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think you missed her. You see marble busts of various scholars sitting on small plinths. They all look like they came from the Cinco Macti School of Sciences. And three of the effigies uh, appear to be academically renowned ancestors of Laos. I hesitate to ask, mm-hmm. but does the figure encased in amber look like any of the figures in the portraits or in the effigies? No. It's just like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a Dak Prescott jersey on. <laughs> That's my quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> He's already dead. Um... Yeah, no, he's, he, uh, he just looks like a regular old guy. But you see some of the busts have been shattered on the floor. Like, maybe randomly, maybe not. There's also small-town perspectives of Thrushmore and a half a dozen or so large paintings of the surrounding landscape uh, here. The large pictures include what looks like a, a historic piece. Like, long ago, you, can, you recognize Thrushmore from you guys walking around the past few days, but it looks like it's old, old Thrushmore, like when it was being settled. There's a, a cluster of huts on low hills, hard at work trying to reclaim the surrounding land from the swamps. And you even see the star stele 
have been depicted in these old-ass paintings. But they're almost like an afterthought. They've been here for a long time. You see statues of dragons, giants, and other strange beasts littering the shelves. And among them is a poorly executed, one-foot-tall clay figurine of an elephant-legged, multi-mod tentacle aberration. Ooh, Matthew knows what that is. You got a knowledge to engineering? Nope. Then you um, don't know what it is. But no, no, Sir Julie has no idea. Matthew, however, has been reading. You got Donjon? Just religion. Set on an ebony pestle, pest, pedestal. Pestle. Set on an ebony pedestal. Shut up. is a human skull <laughs> that's been marked with the elaborate carvings of geometric shapes and lines. Small worked garnets are set in the teeth and a thin line of silver rings, the eye sockets. Garnets and silver, uh, Big P moves in and starts to take that skull. Big P slides in to take the skull. Oh. At that moment... As Big P slides in to the middle of the room, right around Shma, to grab this skull, you hear a sound, Big P. That? A sound like a low growl. Big P turns to exit the room. Sadly, it's too late. Because at that moment this extra-dimensional hound appears. Oh. From invisibility. Ah! Okay, okay, okay. Good boy. Oh. And it stares directly into your soul. Give me a save that is of the fortitude persuasion. Oh, fortitude? Oh, How's no. your fortitude, Big P? And my fortitude for a tiny halfling is not great. Here we go. Come on. Don't fuck me. All right. 20. Oh. That's a pass. Yes. You are immune to its gaze for 24 hours. But your friends are not. Roll for initiative. Oh, Jared, I'm so glad you're here, buddy. This is this is a monster right out of your love of Cthulhu. Yes, yes. In fact, I uh, I believe I can identify it, but I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> um. Let's talk initiative. Let me get out of this one. Obviously, Bungleby still uh, struggling in the closet there to regain consciousness from his heart attack. Uh, what did you roll, Big P, for Anish? 20. 20. Good Anish. Big P. Yeah, yeah. I'm back in it. Aldo, what about you, buddy? Uh, 11 for Aldo. 11 for Aldo. Halster. Right in the middle with a 17. 17. Right down Broad Street. Sir Julie. Four. Four. What about the people chatting over here? What'd you guys roll for? What'd you guys get? Ooh, ice cold, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt him, Troy. 
Please hammer. Don't hurt him. <laughs> it's round one, and it is the hound's turn. The hounds of winter. Man, this is bad, Big P. You, you played your character correctly. You moved in there. You're greedy. You're a thief. You're a bandit. I really appreciated it. I told you I Leroy Jenkins this shit. You truly did. This thing will... Oh, man. Five-foot step. Oh. Full attack. And it's hasted. Oh, no. First attack. Here comes the bite. 29 to hit. Yeah, that hits. That is going to be five points of damage on the bite. Okay, okay, okay. Second attack of four. Nope. The claw. I did ask at lunch today, what happens if Big P dies today in today's session? If Big P dies, we are lost. 24 to hit. Uh, That's still attacking? It's still attacking me? Yeah. Uh, Hit. Let me just get my D8 out. That's going to be six points of damage. Ouch. Second claw. Oh, 23 to hit. Hits. Another D8. That's going to be not bad. Uh, Four points of damage, minimum damage. And then the hasted attack. One more bite. 22 to hit. That's a hit. Oh, my gracious. That's going to be 10 points of damage. No! Uh, Big P is leaking bodily fluids and not the type that Bungleby was leaking. (laughs) Oh, no. So this thing just steps up to Big P. It's like... (laughs) And Big P is in rough shape. Ah, ah, still trying to get the garnets free from the skull. <laughs> <laughs> While it's mauling you. Now here's what I'm going to tell you. This thing has a gaze attack. You know this. Big P could tell you, like, it's eyes! Don't look at its eyes! So you have some options here. You can either just take it, try to roll against its gaze, which is just constantly active, or you can try to avert your eyes, but then you'll take a mischance if you try to attack it. So you can either roll to save and hope to not, you know, take the attack or look away and just have a, a worse chance to hit. It's up to you. And it is Big P's turn. Oh, hell You're yeah. already immune to this. You yeah, I'm already immune to the gaze. Um, look, uh, I don't have a, a lot of options here. I, I, I think Big P, the character, would run and hide, but there's loot right here. So he has to stay and fight. Um, what a hero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, ah, mine, I found it first. Uh, and he stabs at uh, the hound, the horrible hound, uh, to the tune of, uh, that's going to be a 17 to hit. That is a miss. Ah. That is a miss on this horrible, horrible creature. I know you guys just met Big P, but you don't want to see a friend die. One is dying in the closet. <laughs> Not another one. It is Halster's turn. Halster, you want to just take it, roll this save? Do you want to avert your eyes, or do you want to throw on a blindfold? Those are your options. I would like to try to approach the monster looking at my feet kind of halfway. Okay. If that's all right. That's great. 
and I have just enough room uh, to get into melee with it. Okay. I'd like to attack. I guess I'll look at it as I attack, or else I'll have to take a penalty. Yeah. That's okay. You're going to avert your eyes. You're going to avoid the saving throw, but that's a 50% miss chance. Okay. Okay. Here it comes. That is a 18 to hit. Give me the 50% miss chance. I'm not going to tell you if that's a hit or a miss. 87. One away oh. from 86. Oh, oh razor thin. Oh. Wait till the 86 rule comes into effect. Uh, that is a miss. Because oh, the higher end. What, what an asshole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now, oh. Why would you do that? <laughs> Just to make you feel bad. Oh. Well. It is you... Aldo's turn. Aldo, what do you want to do? Throw on a blindfold, avert your eyes, or take it like a champ? Aldo hears the commotion in the hallway, and he immediately comes running in. And uh, he's just like, and he, he does, he averts his eyes, but he sees... Uh, his friends down at the far end, and he says, "Like, oh, uh, best friend, Master P, no, <laughs> Master P." And he uh, and he drinks an extract and casts shield on himself. Okay, okay, and because you averted your eyes, you don't have to roll because you're not even trying to hit. Uh, great, it is Sir Julie's turn. Sir Julie, Paragon of Good, Knight of the Dawnflower, what do you do? In the face of such evil, Sir Julie will not look away. Give me a fortitude save, you bad ass! Baller. 15. Oh, That's gonna be 5d6 damage. What? Oh. What? From its ripping gaze. Oh. I see some sixes! Eight. I need a calculator. This is so much. 17 points of damage. But All now right. you may act normally. Am I immune to it now? Uh, no, because you didn't pass. So every if you round. you succeed, you're immune. But uh, yeah, you boldly went in and boldly took it. Silver lining. I'll get to try the save again next round. That's true. Um, I'm going to lay on hands. Okay. Uh, but, and then your I'm, initial plan? <laughs> it was not. Uh, and then I will move the full complement of my movement, and I shall get around this table okay. to face the hound. Thereby not provoking, you went the long way. The Big long old way. move there. Uh, and I is the full complement of my movement, and I will take a swing, a power attack, furious focus. Checking. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 23 to hit. Yeah. That's a hit. Yes! Aberration, be gone! 17 points of damage. What yeah. kind of uh, weapon do you have? A plus one greatsword. <laughs> Top of round two. And it's the hound's turn. What to do, what to do. I kind of want to do a ripping gaze as a standard attack on Halster. But I also like the idea of taking four attacks. I'm hearing four attacks over here. You talked me into it. We'll do a bite at Big P. Natty 19 on the bite. Oh, no. Big P takes 13 points of damage. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm still up. Still up. A claw to Halster. 
natural 20. Critical threat, critical threat, critical, critical, critical threat. Here we go. To confirm, 30. You got me. What do you think? Magic? Magic crit? <laughs> Regular melee. Actually, natural attack if you have a natural attack. I think I said melee. Okay. I'm glad. Uh, this uh, allows me to say hello to Kevin S. from Fort Worth, Texas. Kevin! Kevin? Really? You're all liars. This one is called Stop Critting Yourself. Uh-oh. <laughs> My sisters used to hit me with my own hand and would say that, so this is bringing back a lot of bad memories. It happened right here in Dallas. Your opponent brings their weapon up to block, but your powerful swing slams both of your weapons into the creature's armor. Double damage, and their armor is sundered. Oh, no! I'm sorry, but we normally don't allow things that specify a weapon with natural attacks to go through, and we pass on the crit. Good night! <laughs> In my defense, I didn't hear a word Grant said. Here comes the double. <laughs> Reflex damage. save negates All sundering right. of the armor. You can ref- you can negate the sundering. What am I rolling against? Against the creature's AC. Okay. Uh, that is n- not going to do it with the sixteen. I think your armor is sundered. Oh it should no! Be easy to figure out. Oh no! Yeah. And you're going to take. 17 points of damage. Here's the good news. It's going to claw you again. I'm right there. Second claw. Don't worry. I've got the hasted attack. Second claw is going to be, ooh, close one. 29. (laughs) That's a hit. Max damage, 11 points of damage. And then for good measure, how about a bite on Sir Jules? be close. Kenji. 24 to hit. This monster is so fucking great. 12 points of damage. Okay. Take it like a champ, Sir Jules. It is Big P's turn. Big P, how many hit points do you have? I have five hit points. Oh. Uh... So this is going to be a hit and a run. Right. Um, but I want to know, am I flanking now? Uh, no. Not even a little. And I don't know how to, I don't, there's not really a way for me to get into flanking. No, you need no. Sir Julie to not well, be so selfish. Now, could I give you some, uh, can I give you some, could I give you some imagineering? Uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps Big P climbs onto the shelving that you said was there and gets directly above the thing and then comes down on it with his dagger and if he gets an acrobatics check he gets the sneak attack damage I do like some imagineering here's what I'll say you've got to roll an acrobatics check Okay. it's against the CMD of this creature Okay. and if you get it I'll give you the sneak attack alright here we go just to let you know my acrobatics is strong. Here we go. And I rolled with my acrobatics. That's going to be a 33. Yes! Ooh. That succeeds. Yeah, see? Now, you all know, ordinarily, Troy would never allow something like this. 
All you what? have to do is to fly in from L.A. on less than 24 hours' notice. You get a little bit of consideration. What? No! Healthy Joe! Healthy Joe! Healthy Joe! Healthy Joe! This is amazing, though. I can totally picture it. You, you've got what's your bonus to acrobatics? It's plus seventeen. Yeah, this is your jam. Yeah. I imagine yeah. you yeah. were like thrown out of the circus and you became a thief. <laughs> right. You fly up there. And it's like you get this it's attack. like Robin. Is that is that a standable place though? Where yeah, Big V is on not, the wall? Not the way he did it, but use your imagination. You really are nice to new people. Well, then, I can't help. Well, it. maybe you know, maybe I land here when I'm done. Yeah. But uh, let's see. No, no, wait, I think right on that land, table. Land where you were. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because now Sir Julie's flanking. Yeah. Cheater. You didn't fly in. 17 damage altogether. Wait, what did you roll to hit? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm I, nice to a point. Oh, right, Jerry. the attack. Not <laughs> <laughs> to a point, buddy. Here we go. Wait. Sorry, you're right. I got ahead of myself. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is a 29. Yes. 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 I'll go ahead and re-roll that damage. <laughs> I'll take the 17. <laughs> 17, and you have a plus one short sword. That's so that right. That's magical. Okay. Big attack from Big P, or Master P, as he's known. I, thank you for allowing me to do stuff you don't allow the other players to do. <laughs> you seem like a nice guy. We want to well, have fun. Sure. Dallas plays by their own rules. Why can't we? <laughs> now, do I still have enough movement to get away so that I don't... I mean, if I don't, I don't. Don't push your luck, Jack. I don't think I do. All right, I'm stay right there. Yeah, no, You, if you had like a spring attack, you could move, attack, move, but you used your move to get me I used position. it, yeah, okay, no problem. Leaving yourself open for a kill shot. Don't worry, 17. I think that killed it. We're good now. Well... Here's the good news. Halster, Aldo, and Sir Julie get to go before the hound goes again. If they kill it, you're probably fine. If not, you may die, and then I don't have to play Big P in Richmond. I don't know how I feel. Feels That feels fair. Halster, your thoughts? Halster's thinking about healing Big P, but I really want to take that burden off your shoulder, Troy, and just heal myself instead. I understand. And now the creature's been damaged, so it's... Um, look at those! Look at those eyes, though. Look at how Jared's looking at me right now. <laughs> I can, can I resist this man, Dallas? Should I heal, Big P? Help me! Help me! Help me, Halstar! <laughs> I can't say no to that beautiful, Come that on. siren call. No that? Come on! Uh, will five foot step back and spontaneously cast. Cure mod on Big P. P.S. He's the most beloved character in the history of the network. <laughs> 21 points of healing. Wow! That's an 8 and a 7. You'll live forever. That's very kind. Oh, very, good. very kind. Aldo, you Wait a minute. You. Wait a minute. What? Are you avoiding? You avoiding your averting your gaze? Are you what? Are you, what are you doing? Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm averting my gaze, but I'm not doing anything with the creature. So sure, sure, sure. Are you asking for a missed chance on touching him? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no. That he only, Wait. the missed chance is only on the creature. Yeah. Well, it's, why not? He really doesn't want to play. He didn't fly in from LA. Wait. All right. 
we've been do- we've been doing something wrong with your nice eighty six house rule, by the way. What's that? I would argue that if you're going to put that house rule in effect, then it must be fifty or below. First of all, it's not my rule; it's Dell's rule. It is Dell. Dell. Del! The originator of the rule is right here. Why didn't you ask him? All right. That way you get a full half and half, 50%. I, I couldn't hear him. So roll. <laughs> he, the audience isn't mic'd. It's hard to hear. Give me a... You're able to I'm heal sorry. him. It's we fine. tried, Dell. We tried. I'm sorry. You know what? You're able to heal him as long as you don't roll an 86. Okay. That's fair. That's fair, Troy. But if you roll an 86, I'm going to do something horrible. 81. This has happened so many times recently. No one has brought more danger into the podcast than Dell. Thank you, Dell. Dominic, man. Wow. (laughs) Dell, everybody. Dominic. Woo! Let's give a big hand for the man who killed one of your favorite characters. Dell Dominic. There's blood on his hands, he's Dell. There's blood on his hands, he's Dell. <laughs> Healthy Dell. Healthy Dell. Healthy Dell. <laughs> All right, Halster, that is your very selfless turn. Very ungrant-like of you. I mean, look at him. He is. <laughs> he's got that cute cherub grin. <laughs> Me? <laughs> It is Morgantown charm. <laughs> Aldo, what do you want to do? Do you want to avert your eyes? Do you want no. to throw on the blindfold that's on your character sheet? Aldo will not avert his gaze. Wow. He will bravely stride forth into the fray, into the hallway. Give me a fortitude save. All right. Uh, 15. Here comes 5d6. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Three ones, dude. Three okay. ones. Very bad roll. So three, four, five. Only nine points of damage. All right, all right. Nine all points right. of damage. I can take it. Uh, so yeah, this effect like shreds like his mind, like right behind his eyes. Like you can feel it. Like his eyes, like a little blood trickles down from his nose. And he says, "Creature, I don't know from which hellish plane you emerged, but I'm betting you don't like explosions." <laughs> and he throws a bomb at it. You hit a pregnant woman. I'm sorry, madam. <laughs> Skittles. She needs the extra nutrients, Troy. <laughs> uh, that is a 25 against Touch AC. That is a hit. There we go. Yeah! <laughs> are your bombs magic for the purposes of bypassing DR? Uh, they are, in fact. Oh, I need to move over there. All right, give me the damage. 16 points of fire damage. Yikes. And uh, that's it. All right, and your friends don't take splash because no, of your. No, don't take splash damage because I hit it on the nose. All right, all right. Not bad. Still up though. Still up, Sir Julie. Sir Julie shall not look away. Flanking because of Big P's bravery. Uh, okay, uh, twenty on the fortitude save. You're all right. Okay. Now you're now you're immune from the ripping gaze. Creature. I've seen your like before. I will smite evil. Ooh. Yes. Oh. yes. 
Joke's on you. That guy's chaotic good. <laughs> it's attacking Look us for our own benefits. Yep. <laughs> okay. First attack. Power attack. Furious focus. Smiting evil. Natural one. Uh, that is a 27, uh, 29. Yes! Yes! Oh! That's a hit. Uh, that is 25 points of damage. Yo. Yeah. All right. Last attack, and then it's its turn. Smote that shit. 22 to hit. AC 21. Yeah! Not a lot of damage. 27 points of damage. It's next turn. It was going to teleport out of here. Ooh. But you killed it. Yeah! Dallas, Texas is own DMX. <laughs> The hound with its giant black eyes and its long fanged teeth just succumbs to your blows and ah, dies in a pool of black blood. The blood starts to uh, sizzle as it hits the wooden floor. And you are out of combat. Where did that thing come from? Someone must have tripped some sort of booby trap. Uh, and then I start taking the skull out of the... <laughs> so Big P goes back to working on this human skull marked with elaborate carvings and small worked garnets in the teeth. There's some other stuff in this room. Can we roll a knowledge check on the hound? Yeah. What is it? Roll knowledge plans. I can do that. You got plans? Yeah. Ooh. I do too. I fought in the world, Moon Man. All right. Nobody likes a braggart. I mean, it did render me with crippling PTSD that left me in Briarstone Asylum for 40 years. Every but. time at the bars. You remember I fought in the world wound. All right. <laughs> However, I rolled a natural five. I'm not checked. So 13. 13? I'm sorry. Maybe your more intelligent friends. Won't. Oh, actually, let me have a crack at this, Sir Julie. I may have a better chance at it with my improved intellect. I don't want to harp on it, but I did get a 27 on a knowledge plane. Oh, that'll do. That'll do just fine. This gaunt, long-limbed quadruped with huge soulless eyes and a toothy maw moving with predatory grace is a hound Hound of of Tindalos. Did you know that, Jared? I did, I did. From the story by Frank Belknap Long. Big Belknap Long fan. (laughs) Big Belknap Belknap Long's granddaughter showed up. Where my long shanks at, yeah. (laughs) The Belknap Long contingent made it out here to Dallas. This is a hound of Tindalos. This is like an otherworldly, outsider, other planar creature working in consort with the Count, with Melisen. Well, why is this guardian here in the greeting room? You don't know. But there's a bunch of other shit in here. I mentioned the paintings. I mentioned that, uh, that frightened child. 
terrified child near a kitten. That picture frame is just sitting uh, by itself. Statues of dragons, giants, beasts. That elephant-legged, multi-mawed, tentacle aberration statue. Do the statues appear movable and saleable? <laughs> yes. I will grab the tentacle statue if it's something I can move easily. Yeah. Does anybody have uh, knowledge dungeoneering? No. Great party makeup. Um, I don't the, think I do. I don't the have wizard is encased in amber. You did that. Joe, Joe did that to himself. <laughs> you see some porcelain and ceramic dishes, jugs, teapots, vases, some of which are of excellent quality kept in a glass showcase. You also see a very small ceramic vial among those dishes. There's worthless, bizarre, and sometimes grotesque souvenirs from all across this area, all across Ustalav and beyond displayed here. Coffee cups made from uh, uncapped monkey skulls. A stuffed three-eyed bat multicolored dyed freshwater sponges, a mummified ogre's ear, and whatnot. Something really catches your attention, Sir Julie. It's not that funny. You see a battered shield. Shield. I put an R in there for some reason. A battled, a battered shield. Shield. A battered shield hanging on a wall. Bearing the device of Mendev. Device of Mendev? In fact, according to a plaque fixed under it, the shield belonged to a man named Fazimir Lowles. A cadet who died just beyond the northern border of Ustalav during the Second Mendevian Crusade. It is a non-magical heavy steel shield. Well, then we'll leave it here fucking worthless. <laughs> I thought I was going to do something cool. I thought I was going to be able to like ride it down a snowy hill or something. You can still do that. You don't need magic for that. You just need a sense of wonder. My sense of balance is a little off in my old age. Yes. You or Sir Julian? <laughs> Both. <laughs> you see the, uh, the, the man dressed in a fine noble's outfit? in the Dak Prescott jersey, uh, frozen in a shimmering field of amber. And now that you're out of combat and in the room and, and, and really digging into what's happening here, uh, obviously that picture of the child is still drawing your attention, but you notice that those busts that are shattered on the floor, um, the ones that are shattered are all louses. They're all ancestors of Lowles. And the ones that haven't been shattered are other people. But there's busts of people that have been shattered on the floor, and if you read the plaques, the ones that have been shattered are relations of Lowell's. Does the guy you describe as just some dude in case in Amber? Mm-hmm. Does he have any, we have any... Would we have any way of knowing if he somewhat resembled the magistrate? Um, good question. Uh, but no, no, there's nothing... There's no bearing uh, on... Uh, his person that would make you think he worked for the government here in Thrushmore. Is he presented like a trophy like these other things, or it looks like he this just happened to him here? It doesn't look like it happened to him here. It looks like it's very purposely put here as like a warning. Huh. 
and what the when we learned we learned about the family doctor, we found his bones, right? With when we fought his ghost. Yes. The doctor that had an affair yeah. with Namira Lyles, yes. Count Hazerton's mom. So it's not him. No, no, this is like a young Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> It would be sad if it was any other fan. <laughs> Go Giants. All right. He's not a Patriots fan. It won't work on him. Anything here you want to examine, spend time with, look at? Are there books or things? No books. I didn't mention any books. Uh, I will heal everyone for 15 points of healing. Big P, I think you need some more. A hit points, as we call them in Pathfinder. I'd like to examine the portrait of the creepy kitty with the scared child. I'd like to go to that freestanding portrait and really peer into it, look it up and down, maybe open the back of the frame and see if there's a secret note or something. Just otherwise look into it. Give me a perception check. Okay. Nineteen. Not great. <laughs> However, you do know, or, or rather as you uh, open up the frame and look inside, you see on the back of the picture there is something written. Oh. It says, Hazerton at age five. 4681 AR. And because you decided to look Give yourself a bottle cap. Yeah, First baby. bottle cap of 2022. Bottle cap! Bottle cap! Bottle cap! You, you, you earned it. Uh, everybody else give me a perception check. Except you. You give me a sense motive. What'd you get, Sir Jules? 19. Crap. 17. Not great. Uh, 30. That'll do. So you all kind of come around uh, Halster as he's examining this. And Aldo, you look, and you're terrified by this. Skid's terrified. I don't know how Aldo feels. You now know that this is a young Hazerton. (laughs) And it appears that the painter intentionally created a frightening situation for the child and then expended great efforts to seize his wide-eyed expression. So you think that Lowell's is probably alerophobic and is afraid of being in close proximity to felines. And the painter knew this and tortured him to get this frightened look. Oh, my God. What parent would allow this to happen? Is the painting signed? Wait, does... Does this painting share any similarities to the paintings of Praise Praise, Zolver Zandalus? Zandalus, am I saying it right? Or am I having a Caesar? Praise Praise. Uh, Because he he took great interest in a painter there, and and this man painted. Hazard and Lyles went to Briarstone Asylum, trying to uh, form this relationship with Zolver Zandalus, who, crazy though he was, was a painter. Good question, but no, different. Is the painting signed? It is not. Does it bear any stylistic, stylistic resemblance to either the, uh, the paintings we've seen on the walls 
out in town or the painting of that one guy? No. The one guy we went to hang out with. Will I no. be able to make money on it if I take it back to town and sell it? Yes. I start pulling it out of the frame. <laughs> you see Big Pete do this. There's a lot going on in here. This is the first room that you would walk into if you came into the main doors. And again, it shows off now not only their wealth, but their interest in obscure, weird, terrifying, strange things. They're not really hiding what they're into, as evidenced by this elephant-legged, tentacled aberration, the the child being terrified by a cat. But who destroyed the busts? What's going on here? You do not know. However, you do see a door leading further along the first floor. I listen at the door. Roll a perception check. Okay. Okay. 19. Nine. I cannot roll above Ten. a six tonight. Okay. You don't hear anything. Would someone mind checking this door for traps? I am uh, a rogue, an unchained rogue, a bandit by trade. I think that Aldo or House Tour should do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm teaching you uh, how to do it. Very gracious. Step aside, Master P. What's a true master at work? So, uh, that's one thing that uh, uh, Werner Hedgehog gives me is the alertness feat when he's within arm's reach, so I get a plus two to my perception. Okay. So, I'd be alert all the time, too, if a hedgehog burrowed itself into my neck. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps you on your toes. Uh, that's another 30. That's another 30. Uh, Straight up perception? Yep. Uh... You hear a very, very, very faint sound that's like a fluttering. He turns, looks at his party, and says, Bats! Bats? Or large butterflies. It's impossible to say from just the sound. I feel like it's probably, you know, more than bats because this wasn't a dog that we came across in here. No, it's true. It's a good point. The only way to really know is to open the door. Open the door. All right, I open the door. You open the door. I get under a table. Big P (laughs) hides under a table as you open the door. Oh, look at that rug. It is the last room on the first floor. I actually need a rug. You, Matthew, need a rug? Me, Matthew, needs a rug. You can't can't take this fantasy rug home with you. It seems like it would be cheaper than most rugs I could buy. That's a nice pattern, though. You should look for something like that. I can send you a screenshot of this if you want (laughs) to bring it to your rug guy. Or I'll I'll just print it out on, like, 200 pieces of 8 by 8 and a half by 11 <laughs> printer paper. This is a very interesting room. The walls 
of this large room are lined with ceiling-high bookshelves laden with bound tomes, parchment scrolls, and stacks of paper. The shelves are stuffed full and sag under the weight of their contents. A dozen amber-colored crystal lamps are fixed to the walls, and three more lamps stand on two central tables and a desk. Stairs in the western corner of the room lead up to the second floor. But that's not all that's in this room. Because as you open the door, you see something floating. You see something floating that is a disembodied female torso flapping through the air on bat-like wings. Her fanged face, a hateful mask. She looks like fucking hold on. <laughs> this! No! <laughs> no! No! And she screams and we'll see you in Richmond! Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.